Welcome to episode 13 of Concentrated, the podcast about movies, comics, shows, and all the other cool stuff we feel like talking about from the perspective of nerds of color. As always, I am your host, Maria, and I am here with my co-host, Eric. It's actually episode 13 this time. It is 13. It's correct. Yeah, no, I'm right this time. this bitch. (laughs) Are you going to say hi? I did. Hello. God. 13. (laughs) And the lovely Manira. Hi. (laughs) Why does she get a superlative? Because she's not an asshole today, or at no. least not yet. And you were already being an asshole. It's coming. It's being an asshole by setting things up and correcting oh, things. Sweet baby Jesus. So we're moving on? We are moving on now. <laughs> I prefer sour baby Jesus. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So today's episode is all about the Spider-Man Far From Home recap. Yay. So to be very clear, everyone, there will be spoilers. We'll it- give you a warning. We will give you a warning. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, you might want to pause this podcast right now and just play it on your way home from watching the movie. Oh, you had plenty of time because they started showing it Monday at midnight. Yeah, they started showing it Monday at midnight. And by the time you hear this, it'll be Monday. You'll have a full July 8th. Right. You've had seven days to go see it. Six and some change if you want to be technical. So literally, there is no excuse uh, if you have not watched it yet. Get your life together. Stop sucking. Go see the movie. All right, so, but before we get into breaking uh, down Spider-Man, it is time for Eric Does the News. Yeah, still, I don't need the sound effects. I make them on my own. (laughs) Uh, I got three stories. I'll make it quick. Um, One of them is going to piss you off. (sighs) All right, so... First up, Neil Gaiman is currently on a roll. He has been doing uh, everything from American Gods to, you know, varying degrees of success. Uh, he's also really in the news right now for Good Omens and the success yes, of that, which is amazing. Yep. And apparently, Netflix now is trying to pull one of his other famous stories, the comic book Sandman, which has been kind of in development back in he- uh, hell for over a decade. Like Ooh. every couple of years, somebody comes out and says, Oh, we're going to make a Sandman movie or we're going to make a Sandman series. And most recently it was uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt who was trying to be in the, the Sandman movie and that kind of fell to pieces. So now apparently Netflix wants to get into that business of Sandman and wants to bring in Neil Gaiman as an executive producer. Um, and make this a show finally, which if they were going to do Sandman, it needs to be a show. You can't, yeah, you can't, you can't do it, as, do a it movie. As, a, as a movie. Okay, but here's a question. Are they trying to bring him in only to act as the executive producer? Yeah, only because, as executive producer. Uh, um, Alan Heinberg, who uh, sc- who was the screenwriter for Wonder Woman and uh, no, Young Avengers. Just, just well, wait, I liked, I did like Young Avengers. Yeah, but, he but will no, be the showrunner. No. no, because you know what? That's what happened to American Gods. Like, not having him be the showrunner run- shows... Yeah, all the way through like it showed in season one, but in season two, well, I rage quit season season two, but that's why because it fucking sucked Mm -hmm. and him doing good omens like it was very, very clear that it was the vision of what he wanted it to be. And it was amazing. So I want Sandman the show, but I don't know if I want it without him being the showrunner. Yeah. Yeah, it it's a mixed bag. Like I'm happy we're getting it, but I don't. I don't think I want it without it. Because you can look at the difference between him being a showrunner and not being. Like, look at Good Omens. He right. was literally on set every day. Yep. You know, advising, telling people how things should look, how thing, how you know, the tone of things. And Good Omens is amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's so, so good. Anyway, moving on. <sighs> um, we have our first trailer for the Mulan 
remake, the live action. Yes. Just dropped this morning. Oh my gosh. It's so, it looks so good. It looks really good. It looks a lot more serious than I remember, Mm -hmm. but um, you can tell that they've uh, put in some elements of like Chinese wushu Mm -hmm. movies. So there's a little bit, it's a bit fantastical, but it looks fantastic. I mean, she has a fucking best friend dragon. It yeah. sh- it needs to be fantastical, and I want it all. I'm it ca- I, they have not shown the dragon in the trailer, and I well, hope this is a teaser. So. I hope they leave it out. I, the really? dragon was the thing I liked the least about Mulan. Well, you're gonna get him. He's not. I mean, <laughs> <sighs> okay. So let me let me tell you this. What if they kept the dragon and they cast Kevin Hart to play the dragon? I'd be okay. Would you with still that. be okay with it? I, I don't look like Kevin Hart would be. In Eddie this Murphy well, was Eddie in the original. The first no. one. Uh, don't come at what me like got? I don't fucking know Mulan. I Ooh. watched that movie Ooh. backwards and forwards. I know I think who the fucking Manira had the spicy pistachios. <laughs> was, I know, ladies and gentlemen. Was, the, was there a, a jive talking dragon in the original Mulan? I'm saying, did this did this trailer or teaser make you think that they would cast Kevin Hart as the dragon? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? Yep. Listen, uh, just because they got the rest of it perfect, it seems. It, it's a very serious teaser, but yeah, I did not put it past them to do something it, like that. If they're doing it, I can't see them not Remember the first the Aladdin teaser before they showed Will Smith, and it was the same thing where it was very serious, <sighs> and then the next teaser, you got Will Smith in big old blue face. Well, I'm holding out hope that they don't. Again, I, I'm not... I think it'll be fine. Kevin Hart is the modern Eddie Murphy. Just yeah, saying that. yeah He'll be and I think it'll be fine. I, I really do. Yeah, so... That's news. It looks amazing. It looks great. Uh, like I said, if they leave out the dragon, I won't be upset. Yeah, and and hopefully our 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 BFF Ivy has yeah. finished crying and gotten out of the <laughs> puddle of emotions off, that she's probably in after watching that trailer because no one ever has rode as hard for wanting another Mulan as Ivy is. So I'm happy because I love Mulan mm-hmm. anyway, and I'm happy it looks good. But I'm like, I'm happier for her, um, mm-hmm. and for our listeners who don't know Ivy, I think that I'm happier for her than I am for myself because as an Asian woman yes. growing up here in the States, like the only Disney princess she had was Mulan. Yep. And and she, it, hey, it's a great princess to have, mm-hmm. but for it to get the attention it deserves now, like I'm so happy for yeah. her. Yeah. Yep. I, as, a, as a black woman. Yeah, I, just as a woman I of loved, color, yeah. I love Mulan. So good. Frontwards, backwards, all of it. Yeah, y'all gonna hear a whole lot. By the time that movie comes out, mm-hmm, we, y'all mm-hmm. gonna be tired of hearing us talk mm-hmm, about Mulan. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, Eric, next. Uh, and in final news, more Disney news, we um, finally have our Ariel. For yeah, we do. What's she uh, look like, Eric? Um, she does not look like uh, the classic Disney princess Ariel, which has got a lot of people mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have cast a uh, grownish star. Uh, what is her name? Haley. Yeah, is Haley it Haley Bay- or Hallie? No, it's Haley. It's ha- Haley, 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 Haley Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. That rhymes. That's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you've seen Gronish, um, she plays one of the twins. Uh, she will be your she's little the mermaid. Sassy one, I love her so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's so the much. other one that's more sassy. Well, I think that she's sassier only because she's low key sassy. Like she's quiet, but when she comes in, it's like she's gonna hit you with a jab and then yeah. back out. And that's what I love about her. Like she's not all in your face. So when she speaks, mm-hmm. like you have no choice to hear her, but to hear her because normally she's the quiet one. Right. Yeah. Love her so much. Yeah. Also, she uh, she is your Ariel. Yep. She also, is my Ariel. She, yep. She's she's my Ariel. And also, I need Black Twitter and the Black Internet to just get their lives together. Stop harassing Holly Berry because Holly Berry and Haley Bailey are not the same person. 
just putting that out there. Not gonna uh, lie, when I first saw the headline, I was like, "Wait, she's a little old to play Little Mermaid." Y'all motherfuckers need to read. Can I? <laughs> can I also uh, take a moment to um, say, do not cast a grown ass man to be Prince Eric for this nineteen year old girl. Oh, don't do that, Michael B. Jordan. No. Well, there's it, more. There are more. No, no, no. There are I agree. More. There's more more characters than Michael B. Jordan. But in the original, Ariel is supposed to be, what, 16? But still. And they never tell us how old Prince Eric is. And Prince Eric is clearly but a grown still. man. Let's, I mean, but let's be able to do it do I it better you. now. Can uh, we? You no, know, listen, I'm good with that. I also need everybody to get their panties out of a knot from the idea that a fictional character is any, has to be anything. Because... Yeah, it's I've, a fucking I've fictional seen, character. I've seen the 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 Tommy Lauren the rant, ra- the was rage hilarious. from white people about how Christian the, the, white people, yeah, how she's supposed to be a redheaded mm-hmm. white woman, as if black people aren't redheaded, like as, as if black people. Or as we got a bunch no of redheaded Danish, cousins. Yeah. Or as if there are no Danish redheads. Yeah, mm. that are you know black. Listen, all I'm saying is I'm super excited mm-hmm. for this for every little girl growing up today. Being able to see a Disney movie with a princess that looks like them is something that I never got in my childhood and would have given almost anything to have. So you know what? Kudos to Disney. Kudos to Disney for saying, fuck this storm. We're not going to be part of this bullshit. And we're going to do what we think is right. And I love it. I love mean, it, love it, love it. Thanks, thanks for that, even though you gave us... Uh Ursula. Well, she's still in talks. It's not. We don't know who Ursula's. Listen, the the official casting though has casted uh, Justin Tremblay from as Flounder from Room and the upcoming uh, Good Boys, and Aquafina as Scuttle the uh, Seagull. Really? Yep. Those that casting dropped a couple days ago. That could be interesting. She okay. She can be problematic sometimes, though. But and Scuttle got on my nerves as Scuttle. Well, then don't you want Aquafina who will equally get on on my nerves? Yes. She's kind of got a little raspy voice. Okay, but who are they casting as Sebastian? I need to know this is this. That's a well-kept secret. Yeah, they have not decided yet. Listen, there are just a couple of things that I need. I need Under the Sea to to hit like the original. And also, I need the Les Poissons song to be... It has to be perfect. Yeah. And I can deal with anything else. (laughs) It's the best song. It's so awesome. Yeah. um, Those are the new casting. And they also announced that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda will be writing some new songs for the movie as well. (laughs) I'm excited. So then you know who he's going to play? The chef. No, he's not actually playing anyone. He's just, he's contributing songs. Well, wait a second. He says that now. But is there, can anyone name the last time that he did something for something and didn't then find a way to be in it? Exactly. Yes. What? He, he did songs for um for another Disney movie recently that he was not in. I'm not talking about Mary Poppins, but he was in another. Oh, I was because he was all up in that. Yeah, I was like, no, he did songs for another movie, but he was not in it. I can't remember the one, but he, yeah, he's been, you know, making that songwriter money as well. Listen, I am Do you here. you mean Coco? No, I, I don't think no. he wrote for Coco. No? No. Um, Moana. He did songs for Moana. Oh, I love Moana. Listen, I am here for all of this melanin love that Disney has given us. I want it all. I love it. Disney, keep it up. So so wait, so Eric managed to give us some stories that didn't piss us off this week? Well, if you were an angry old white woman, yeah, you might be a little pissed off because, you know. But we're not. Ariel is black now. (laughs) Yeah, nah, nah, I'm good with a black mermaid. I'm chilling. Yeah, because, you know, mermaids can't be black because they're totally real things, right? (laughs) 
Oh, goodness. All right. Well, Eric, thank you for that. That's the news. Yay. Um, all right. So we told you guys, spoilers are coming. We're going to give you a couple of seconds now. Can we maybe just talk right now about it and then do the spoiler thing? Or do well, you guys I mean, just want to? We can, we can talk a bit about general the movie. Yeah. Well, well, listen. I mean. I feel like I might accidentally slip I, up No, fuck that. Okay, fuck that. that. No, it's, we're just going. <laughs> by the time they hear this, it's July 8th. Your ass should have seen it. No fucking excuses. All right. So well, we've already given you the warning. You, you can have some excuses. You know, we don't know what you're doing with your life. You might have a job or a <laughs> nah, family. But, listen. Or are you're, you? you're still celebrating from, from, you know, 4th of July. Live your life. But if you, if you got a few minutes, go <laughs> nope, see Spider-Man. Nope. I'm not cutting you all that slack. So You should have seen it by now. Basically, I'm going to give you guys 30 seconds. You'll hear some music. When we come back, we're, we're going to spoil the shit the out of this in. movie. All the way in. <laughs> Spoiling so, that shit like some nasty old milk. All right. Oh, gross. That's- you There's a line, and you always hop over it, look at the line, kick some dust, and then keep moving. (laughs) Habitually. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, we're going to drop out for a few seconds. You'll hear some music. And when we come back, spoiler time. Okay, it's been 30 seconds or so, so I hope you enjoyed the music. Get ready to get spoiled. Yay! All right, so this is, we're going to go ahead and jump in those spoilers. I'm going to start with you, Manira. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you love about this movie? Uh, everything. Everything. Um- <laughs> <laughs> everything i enjoyed the from the very beginning where they did the in memorial of everyone that um died saving everybody so black from Widow. endgame yeah yeah i love that they did it like a shitty high school mm-hmm. and even down yes. to the end when they use the stock footage mm-hmm. from like getty image and they don't take the watermark out yeah so it looks like a bunch of high schoolers did it i i loved that yeah i that loved was really that good. they um i love that they kind of and explained they it as a Houston. child <laughs> yes <laughs> I love that they explained it as children would. Y'all, we're back. We got blipped. But and now, now we're fucked. Right. <laughs> now, like, our brothers are older. Our brothers and sisters that were younger than us are older than us now. But yeah. we are the older. How and is I got to repeat right. this, this grade, grade again? This is bullshit. This is yeah, yeah. And the, the kid, the, the newscaster, I don't know his name. I've seen him in other things, but he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Just the, the shit is crazy. <laughs> you can't say that. And it's the last it's, day of school. Right, it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> We're good. Um, I enjoy that um, all the children that are now supposed to be 21 when they were um, 16, they are still acting as if they were children. Right. I love that. Well, yeah, because yeah, for them, they'd only been gone a couple hours. Right, which is perfect. The, the, um, I give kudos to the um, actors that are yeah for pulling doing, it off. Yes, yeah. that's really good. Um, I enjoyed the Mysterio twist. If you would say it's a twist, I mean, you can call it a twist. You could call it Eric was right the whole time. Well, well wait, no, no, no. no. I, no. I don't think the twist is that Mysterio was the bad guy because right. Newsflash, we were all well, right about that. Right. I think that the fact that they made Mysterio and everyone working with him like former Stark employees. Yeah, they right. did a very that good job. That was a great twist. That. They yeah. did a very good job of expanding on Mysterio because in the comics, Mysterio is like a failed magician, mm-hmm. an illusionist, and that's why he has this technology, and that's why he, you know. But 
they updated Mysterio's origin for now, and they found a way to fit it into the MCU without it feeling shoehorned. And they even went so far as to bring back characters that we hadn't right. seen since Iron Man 1. Yes, that so was such a nice touch. That was a great touch, and I noticed him immediately, and I kind of geeked out about it, and nobody else like understood what I was talking about, but I was like, that's fucking Mikey from A Christmas Story. Who you had is seen a, it twice, though. No, I, no, 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 no the, the first time that I saw it, yeah. Yeah, 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 I noticed yeah. him immediately because he was, he was the kid Mikey from mm-hmm. A Christmas Story, but he's also one of John Favreau's writers and producers who's been on, on the original Iron Man and a bunch of other movies that John Favreau has worked on. Yeah. So when I saw him, I was like, I hope he's playing the same character because if they call all the way back to Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. that's 11 years ago, that's a good callback. Right. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what they did. And, yeah. like and it would explain the... why he's disgruntled because right. Obadiah Stane yells at him and curses him out and he gets fired from Stark. Yeah. Right. So which I'd be is, pissed too. Which is kind of shitty though because like... Stark didn't fire you, right? Like, I get it. You're going to take it out on the whole He might have fired him later right. because he, he did help Obadiah build the Ironmonger armor. Yeah. Also, Tony, does Tony look like he's the best boss? No. The only people that Tony really likes are Pepper, and Pepper does her own thing anyways because she's Pepper, and then Happy, and he treats Happy a little shitty as yeah, well. Yeah, he so, does treat Happy shitty sometimes. You know. Yeah. This want, was totally believable. I want Happy to be my best friend. Do you? Yeah. Happy's pretty badass. He's pretty reliable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, as as far as friends go, like, Happy's always going to have your back. And that's the type of friends that I want in my life. Can we just talk about the callback that they did for um, Iron Man, the first Iron Man, where Tony is making the um, suit? When Tom Holland or Spider-Man and Happy have had their come to Jesus and um, Tom is basically, or Peter rather, has basically said everything that he needed to say and why he has been so like a, a, um, a, a tight ball because he misses Tony and oh, he's going through all yeah, of that yeah, morning. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, I need a suit if I'm going to, you know, mm-hmm. save my friends. He goes into like a makeshift kind of um, lab yes. and Happy turns on the music and... ACDC. Yes. yes. And I, I knew exactly before Happy even turned around, yeah, yeah, I yeah. started to cry. Yeah. yeah. Which is also hilarious because Tom Holland is a teenager and he's like, oh, right. I love Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. It's like, no, that, that's ACDC. You, and he's you're just a like, dumb, it, dumb teenager. It was, it was perfect. My face looked like Happy's face. Yeah. And I don't even like Iron Man. No, let's, but I mean, he, and it was nice to see, like, a lot of times they don't go in, especially in the newer movies, they don't go into how smart Peter Parker is. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. like and him, I really like that. Yeah. Movie. Him going into the armor studio and, like, automatically, like, it's very yeah. intuitive about what he needs to do. Yep. Because yeah. he's smart. Yeah. Like, a normal person wouldn't know where to start. And, like, he literally brings up everything on the previous suits that Tony yep. has designed, which are great callbacks as well, because you see the iron armor suit, mm-hmm. you see the uh, iron spider suit. Yeah. I think and a couple I really of, geeked out at yeah, that point. Like you got the, there's a, a schematic of the big time suit from Spider-Man the comics. There's a bunch that he has done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I was very happy about that because Spider-Man, I know people complain now about the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movies that he has a different suit every movie. Right. You read Spider-Man, he's got 50 or so right. suits. He changes say, he suits more than most people change their underwear. Suits, right. Yeah. Which Play, he should because if you're wearing it damn near every day right. under your clothes, like that gets a little well, gross. Well, no, he, he has suits for every occasion. Every time there's a big event storyline, he makes yeah, a new suit a for new something. Suit. Or like if he needs to come up with something to stop like Electro, he comes up with a suit that's rubberized. Or if yeah. he needs to, you know, something that will help him survive in space or something with armor. Spider-Man, again, has a jillion suits. Well, I, I also really appreciated that 
from the very beginning, like that first scene where he meets with Nick Fury mm-hmm. and Mysterio mm-hmm. and dumbass Maria Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, Hill. Hill. Hill, I'm sorry. You hate um, her so much, you I can't even remember what her name I, is. I hate, yeah. yeah. That's an aside. Mm-hmm. I think I've already had that rant, so I'm not going to do it today. But Mysterio, like, looking at him and being like, yeah, mm-hmm. I never apologize for being the yeah. smartest person in the room. Loved that. I was like, yes, exactly, because people forget He's a fucking genius. Yeah. He's yeah. a child, but and, he's still a genius. Well, at that point, it seemed like a very sincere thing to say. Mm-hmm. But actually, once you find out the turn about Mysterio, you realize, oh, no, that's what a smart-ass mm-hmm. person who is always the smartest person in the room would say because mm-hmm. he's a narcissist. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but then, too, I think that it – well, I think I have a little bit of a different perspective. Like, yeah, narcissists would say that, but – like I would be hella offended if Tony Stark took something I made and called it fucking barf. Like I think that at the end of the day, it's also for him the rationalization that, you know, in a lot of instances, I really was the smartest person in the room and I got blown off and yeah. fuck that. And so I, I, I can see it both ways. But I think yeah. that in that moment in the movie when he said it to Peter, I do feel like he was being sincere. Yeah. Or well, not to mention it also kind of goes back to like the legacy of Tony Stark mm-hmm. because in Civil War when you see this technology that he uses to make the illusions like you think oh Tony Stark made this on his own right. no there's a team of people that developed this right. and you know you don't know where Tony Stark came in and kind of honed that but right. you know it, it kind of shits on the legacy of Tony Stark by saying this wasn't his someone else made it and then they decided well, I'm going to take it and run with it and talk to the weapons people and we're going to weaponize it as well yeah I, I think that though it does kind of shit on him but I think that's a good thing because like the Steve Jobs of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like and and the the uh oh gosh, why can't I think of his name right now? Microsoft. No, that Bill Gates. Bill Gates. But like, no no, like that's guys, that's the perfect comparison because yeah. in back at that time, Steve Jobs was the face of Apple. Right. Steve Jobs didn't design shit. And that's right. that's my point. Like Jake Gyllenhaal's character was essentially the John Ivey yep. of Microsoft yep. of of Stark Enterprises where he was the one behind the scenes designing and, exactly. and right. perfecting. But no one knew who John Ivey was until it was time to get a new iPhone and you see him in his little video and he talks with his little British accent right. and then right. everybody's like, Oh, it's John Ivey. Yeah, and I think that's exactly where I was going with it. Like, I'm I'm kind of glad that they shitted on him a little bit because we, especially in this country, mm-hmm. want to idolize our tech guru, so to speak, is like these these individuals who are just like so smart and they reinvent everything and blah, blah, blah. And they may have really great ideas. They may have the vision to get things where they need to, to go. And in some instances, they may actually have like the technical acumen to actually create some of these things, mm-hmm. but they're never doing that shit by themselves in a vacuum. Yeah. Like yeah. there are always other really, really smart people that are helping them mm-hmm. get to where they need to get to. And I think that Tony Stark was no different. And yeah. so I'm kind of glad even, that they called even that shit Mysterio, out. Mysterio wouldn't be Mysterio right. without a team. He is technically team Mysterio mm-hmm. because it, it's kind of like a NASCAR driver. Like it's one person driving the car, but there's a team of people maintaining the and car I and changing really shit. I really enjoyed that they did it that yeah, way. Yeah, I thought it was a really good idea because it, it basically turned into disgruntled Stark employees. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Um, I, well, I, I want to talk, I want to switch gears for a minute because I think that there is a lot of great, great things about this movie and I'm sure we'll come back to a little bit more of it. But I know I got feedback from a friend of some things that he didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we do try to be as objective as possible and kind of talk about the things that we don't necessarily care for. Um, so Eric, like, was there anything that you would have liked for John Watts or Eric Summers to have done differently with this movie? No. 
and okay, I say that, but I'm I'm a little biased because I'm a gigantic Spider-Man fan. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing for me that I would have liked them to adjust a little bit more was the the handling of Flash Thompson, Tony Revolori's character, mm-hmm. uh-huh. because it, throughout the movie there are little hints, and I noticed it more on the second viewing. Um, he's got some shit going on at home. Yeah. Like yes. the the scene where Peter puts on Edith for the first time, and he's reading everybody's tech, everybody's text. Like his are, are like, hey, mom, I haven't heard from you or dad in a couple mm-hmm. days. Is everything all right? And then at the end when mm-hmm. he goes and his, his driver picks him up from the airport. Yeah, and his parents don't show and up. And they completely like cut it off there. You don't find out anything else about Flash Thompson, but there's something going on. Well, he asks, not even mom? No, yeah. she was busy. And he, you know, he's doing yeah. this thing where he wants all the attention because no one pays attention mm-hmm. to him. That's why yeah. he's running around like live vlogging everything. Yeah. And, um. So yeah, he's got some issues at home, and I hope that they deal with that more in I'm the third super one. Excited because I would like, and this sounds a little weird. I would like to see a Spider-Man movie that focuses on Peter and Flash Thompson's relationships because yeah. in the comics, Flash Thompson like torments him through all of high school, but later on they become really good friends. Yeah. Well, even before he finds out that P- that Peter is Spider-Man. I was gonna say I feel like they've set that up because now that he is Peter is. Um, like his identity is kind of revealed. Yeah. Spoiler at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. You you get a, a post credit scene where J. Jonah Jameson as um, a fear monger. Yeah. Basically as an Alex Jones style character um, reveals that, that like Mysterio releases an edited video that makes it seem like Spider-Man um, caused him. the attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Murdered him and caused the attack in London. And then he, he leaves J. Jonah Jameson his um, identity. So J.J. Jameson reveals to the world that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So with um, that, and yeah. with um, Flash kind of saying that he enjoys Peter, or rather, he enjoys Spider-Man, I would like to see them come together somehow. I don't know how, but I would like to see them come together. Well, my my concept, or if I were specking the script, I would say that um, I would like to see basically him peter have to rely on flash and mm-hmm. flash being the gigantic spider-man fan that he is mm-hmm. being the only one that peter can turn to yeah mm. yeah i mean i, I think so. kind of kind of like the relationship that he had with uh harry osborne for a while which right. they haven't introduced mm-hmm. into the universe i'd like to see them bring that in as well but mm-hmm. the green goblin is kind of a big thing to start you know i, I, I would like to see some some yeah. sprinkles of that but don't don't you go have, full on yeah <laughs> you have flash thompson he's been great and i like that the fact that they Flash Thompson in the comics and even in the older movies, he was very much the macho white kid football player. Yep. In this version, Flash Thompson is it's kind of a dork, mm-hmm. but he's that annoying social media dork. Right. He's who's still, rich, who's too rich for his own good. Yeah. Too rich for his he's own good and still, still kind of douchebag. Right. Yeah, he's still a douchebag, but he's modern douchebag mm-hmm. where right. you don't have to be big and strong anymore. Right. You can just be a, a verbal bully and still be a bully. Yep. Yep. I think... So Eric Summers um, did this one, did Homecoming. Mm-hmm. He's, for those who don't know who Eric Summers is, he's actually um, the person who wrote the screenplay for these movies. And he also did Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I feel like the direction that he has gone in and how he's written these scripts has been perfect. Mm-hmm. Because like even, I didn't even realize at first that he also did Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I feel like the balance of the scripts in that there's never a moment that you don't feel engaged mm-hmm. in the story. Because yeah. even when there yeah, was there, an action there's going no on, lulls. there's something going yeah, on. Yeah, right. There, there's something going on. And like the way that he wrote the tension between um, MJ and Peter was 
perfect. Yeah. And yeah. also it, credit it to felt the actors. Genuine. It yes. did. It yes. literally felt like that awkward teenage mm-hmm. angst that you have when you like the girl and you're not sure if the girl likes you, mm-hmm. but the girl does like you. Right. And you guys are trying to figure it out. Like I thought it was just so well written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Well, I mean, plus like Zendaya has done it really is it Zendaya or Zendaya? It's Zendaya. Okay. Zendaya. She's done a really good job. Essentially, what she's playing is the ultimate version of Mary Jane, mm-hmm. where Mary Jane is not the outgoing, popular, you know, homecoming queen. Right. She's a kind of a gothy kid who enjoys weird stuff. And that's how they have her in the ultimate like universe. Like death. Yeah. Yeah. And she's done a great job of embodying that character. Yes. Yeah. I think that she's done an amazing job. And so the feedback that I got from a friend in, in talking to them about this movie was that he was kind of disappointed that Mysterio was the villain choice and that he was really hoping that by the second movie we would see like a green goblin or a hobgoblin or a doc Ock, like one of the, the big guys. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm like, no, this is perfect. Like go through the sinister six because we for like, I think people forget that throughout the history of Spider-Man, yes, he's had these big foes, but the Sinister Six are the Sinister Six. Like, they're well, always there. They've done a really good job. I know one of the big things when they brought Spider-Man into the MCU was that they wanted a chance to build Spider-Man. It's the same mm-hmm. reason they cast Tom Holland, who was 17 at the time, because they wanted a teenager that could play him in a lot of movies. Right. Yeah. You don't want to bring in your biggest characters. Like, they've done a good job at, A, distancing themselves from the past mm-hmm. five yep. Spider-Man movies. Um, so they didn't want to bring in Green Goblin too yep. soon. They wanted to go with new villains. So the first movie, you had the Vulture, who had never been on screen. Then you have this one. We have Mysterio, who's also never been on screen. But they are members of the Sinister Six. Yep. And, and, you know, Sinister Six is kind of a rotating deal. But, like... But they're, I, like, original members of the Sinister Six, aren't they? Yeah. I, I thought so, yeah. And, um, you know, I don't I don't want them... Like, I need... I want Peter Parker to be more established as Spider-Man. Mm. Yes. Have a few years under his belt before you start bringing in the heavy hitters, like the Green yep. Goblin and mm. Venom, which I hope they never do. Yeah, um, yeah, we're gonna leave. I'm, that I'm happy if they were to bring in, you know, give me for three, give me another little known, you know, member of the Sinister Six, or give, give me, me two of them. Yeah, in one, I movie. can take two villains. Yeah, no more than two. But give, give me, me two. Give in me the Craven the Hunter. Ooh, but in um, in Homecoming, you already had yes. Matt Gargan as Scorpion. Yeah, bring him back. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that what they've done with these new Spider-Man movies is that not only have they brought in these characters from the Sinister Six that haven't been on screen yet, but they've brought in like powerhouse actors to mm-hmm. play them yeah. so that you get some depth in those characters. And it's not just like, here's a random ass villain. Like Michael Keaton yeah, as Vulture Michael was Michael Keaton as Vulture was perfect. amazing. It was, it was so, so good. And Jake Gyllenhaal, which I'm not particularly a fan neither am I but he, he was, was amazing he was fantastic yeah. as Mysterio. he was perfect because he brought the charisma of a hero yep but also he, he had the acting chops yeah. he had the he had the ability to turn it and become just the narcissist yeah. villain that you wanted him to be yes yeah. yes it was just so well mm-hmm. done um also to um their point of wanting something bigger why wouldn't you want them to establish themselves as a standalone Spider-Man than do something that we've already seen before? Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got Spider-Man, you had Homecoming, but right. you brought him in in the middle of one of the biggest movies yeah, in history right. and Civil War. And you still made a uh, they still wrote it well enough that Spider-Man had his own standout mm-hmm. role. I, I think that part of the reason that's that some folks may have an issue with this is because like you bring him in under the guise of the Avengers, mm-hmm. and so you're looking, 
even in his movies for those like Avenger level um, villains and and issues. And the reality is, but Spider Man no, really Spider-Man. is right. a neighborhood. Yeah, Spider Man is a ground level hero. He right. absolutely is. And it, like they find ways in the comics to write him into these big events. Like you know something happened in New York, and like even look at like Secret Wars, the mm-hmm. second Secret Wars. Spider-Man and Miles Morales weren't supposed to be there. They just responded to the issues happening in New York right. and they kind of got dragged into right. the ship and got into space. Right. It's the same thing with Spider-Man in um, in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. He yep. wasn't supposed to be there. He was on and a field trip. And after a while, he didn't want to be there. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't want to be there because he's a ground level hero. Right, right. Right, and I mean, and he alludes to it in this in one, here. like when all the time, yeah, yeah. Asked yeah him. when they're like, he doesn't want the responsibility, no. but that's kind of his thing. Yeah, I mean, but Nick Fury being like, "Bitch, you've been in a space," like, yeah, yeah, you kind of have, dude. I mean, but let's get there. Was it Nick Fury? Oh my god! Yeah, that's the the second um, post credit scene. It is revealed that Nick Fury is not Nick, Nick Fury and Maria Hill have not been Nick Fury and Maria Hill. They have been. Talos and his wife, who mm-hmm. were introduced in uh, Captain Marvel, the Skrulls, which is kind of a fun nod to Secret Invasion. So when do we think they switched? Um, I have my doubts. I don't think it was... I think it was before Infinity War. Do you think it was... Um, do you think it was during Winter Soldier? When Nick was, quote-unquote, dying and shot, and then he had to go deep underground? Oh, that would probably be I the get, best time yeah. to do the switch. I, that would be the best it, time yeah. to do the switch because, one, you had the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. and two, like it's a good time for him to go into space and kind of rest. Mm-hmm. And he trusts Talos because he's known Talos for since the 90s. Right. right. At this point, he's known Talos 20-something-odd years, roughly. Yeah. Plus, right after Winter Soldier, you don't see Nick Fury for right. a long time. right. Like right. he comes back big in Infinity War and then you see him in Infinity War and then Captain Marvel and then Endgame and, you know, back into Spider-Man. And even him, he says, you know, he's been a lot, he's been away a while and he doesn't know anything. Right. And, and see, I think that this, the good thing about this too is maybe like fingers crossed, this is a, a teeny, teeny glimpse into some of the stuff that may be happening in phase four mm-hmm. that we don't know about yet. Well, yeah, the reveal that Nick Fury... they've been pretty tight-lipped about what's coming out in phase streaming. four outside of what they've given us. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other big reveal, like the reveal that Nick Fury has been in space. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm assuming we're going to get a lot more cosmic stuff, which, Yay. yeah, with the Eternals right. and, you know, you have a lot more cosmic heroes and adventures coming. But... But when do we get the Shiara? I really want the Shiara, and like it would be to... it would be nice to see Nick Fury show up in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. That that with this with this reveal that we will see him in Guardians three. But kind of going back, like when the fuck am I getting the Shiara? Like I'm not gonna have another Dark Phoenix rant. I promise. But well, I would their I would exclusion say, there. I would say you need the X Men for the Shiara, but you really don't. You don't because you needed the Fantastic Four for the Scrolls, and they you, they brought them right. back in in exactly. Captain Marvel. And and then that's the other thing. Like, what if this is alluding to us actually getting a new Fantastic Four? I would be very happy with it because I love the Dude, Fantastic Four. Dude, I think Four. they're already casting it and we just don't know it yet. I think they've yeah, already casted I, I it. I wouldn't doubt it. Like, they think years ahead. They're not like DC where yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. we had that idea, but now nah, it's not going to happen. So Yeah, I, I think that just all the way around. Kevin, was... Kevin Feige and the heads of Disney are not trying to fuck up that bag. No. I don't I, think that. I, I guarantee they, they have this planned out for at least now. another like, three years. Like, at already. this point, I feel like. L- they would have to go out of their way to fuck this up. Yeah. Pretty much. Because yeah. they have done everything right mm-hmm. in phase two. Um, 
Well, no, I'm going to take that back. They've done almost everything right because I do feel like Captain Marvel was late. I feel like her movie should have happened earlier than it did. When yeah. did you have put it? Well, I think the Captain Marvel had to appear when it did because of the end of Infinity War. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I get it. But I think that it would have even been more impactful if Captain Marvel had been movie like two or three. And then you see the callback in Infinity War. Like that would have been a lot bigger of a deal for me. Like, oh, they're bringing her in versus the way that they did it where like you knew she was going to be there because they, well, the movie had just fucking come out. Oh, yeah. So that's literally the only misstep for me personally. And it's not even that big of a deal. Like it was fine when it came out. I just think it would have been more impactful if they had done her sooner. Would you have dropped her in before Dark World? Thor Dark World? You could have. I, I I think you could have. I think that you drop her you drop her in anywhere before the first Avengers movie mm-hmm. and I'm good with it. Yeah, but that would have taken a lot like she wasn't cast as Captain Marvel until right. like twenty fourteen. Oh, I mean I know that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like in general, like when they were plotting out Phase they, one, two, they and could three. have dropped some hints early in those. Yeah, phases. I just feel like the movie could have been done sooner, or like you said, just more hints earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I feel like you lose a little bit of her impact, <coughs> like I guess just culturally in the MCU by having it be the last movie that comes out right before the you know the end of you know before Endgame. So, meh. Otherwise, I think that they've done a fantastic job. Like, I, yeah. I really don't have a lot of complaints. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with everything, especially with Spider-Man. And um, I mentioned J. Jonah Jameson earlier, and I forgot to mention that um, J.K. Simmons, who famously played J. Jonah Jameson in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films, is back as yes. J. Jonah Jameson, which is amazing. And like he I said, he's so perfect. And now he's back in kind of this Alex Jones conspiracy theorist. Yes. Like they even mentioned the Daily Bugle as being mm-hmm. kind of a, a controversial news source like InfoWars, which I'm all for. It was it was just such a nice little treat. Like yeah. again, I, I I really try to sit back and be objective and you know like Eric's a huge Spider-Man fan. Um my kid Marco is a ridiculously huge like ugh. He loves Spider-Man so much. It's ridiculous. And so, like, I really wanted to be able to, like, poke some fun at them. Like, ah, it's shitty or they did this wrong. Like, I walked out and I was like, well, fuck, that sucked. I have nothing bad that I can say about this no. movie. Like, You're nothing. You're goddamn right. Nope. It was a nice cap. Well, I mean, except that it's Spider-Man and fuck Spider-Man. There you go. Nope. Then you're just being a hater at this point. I am because I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He so is Spider-Man yep. for me. He yeah. really yeah. is. He's Peter Parker. You know what it is? So, like, I feel like the first couple of Spider-Man movies, well, all of the ones before, I, I actually liked Andrew Garfield w- mm-hmm. when he did his turn. And Tobey Maguire wasn't terrible. No, I think... Toby Maguire, he's one of those things kind of like when you look at Batmans where you're like, well, they can do Batman, but they can't do Bruce Wayne. Right. Toby Maguire could do Peter Parker, but he couldn't could do, do Spider Man. And in the same way where Andrew Garfield could do Peter Parker, but he wasn't great as Spider Man. Right, right. And and Tom Holland is perfect. Like, I think that the the casting has naturally evolved. Yeah. And, and Tom we've Holland got, can do both. Right. We've got our Spider Man. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. pound my Spider Man. I like, do. That's just what I, it is. I feel bad for Andrew Garfield because Andrew Garfield is a huge Spider Man fan. Yeah. And he was he signed on for more movies and was ready. Like, they, they were almost ready to start shooting Sinister Six. That was supposed to be yeah. Spider Man 3. Yep. 
And then the Sony deal, the Sony hack came through, and you got all this this press information about how broke Sony was, and things like the the crossover between Men in Black and Twenty One Jump Street, and how yeah. they were they were on the verge of selling Spider Man back to Marvel, and then you know Disney essentially decided to go in and rent Spider Man. Which is what they've been doing. I, I think, though, like, they owe him at least a part. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. I mean, obviously, he can't be Spider-Man. But, like, no, I'd I like, to like see they him owe him a, a part. If in they were to do ones. another Spider-Man movie and cast him as one of the villains. Ooh. I, like, that could be interesting. Had they cast him as Mysterio, I would have liked him as Mysterio, too. Because he's mm-hmm. the same age range. Which is one of the things I never liked about Andrew Garfield was that he was too old to play Peter Parker in high yeah. school. Because Andrew Garfield is, like, my age. Yeah. And I like Tom Holland being young. You can cast him in a lot He's of movies. He's adorable. He's so yeah. adorable. But like if you were to cast him as one of the villains, like cast him as Electro or cast him as like an older Norman, uh, a younger Norman Osborn. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like having him as a younger Norman Osborn yeah. would be pretty dope. Because he's got the charisma. He can turn it on and off. He can be kind of creepy and evil if you need him to be. Cast him as a younger, like a... Uh, um, like a Justin Hammer type character who's younger but owns his own business and is a right. multi-billionaire. Um, yeah. And since Norman Osborn, I mean, Harry Osborn isn't in Peter's school, like you can have Harry Osborn be a little bit younger. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or cast him as an older Harry Osborn. I mean, you could do it either way, and I think it it could work. Yeah, well, I just they're currently are seniors or juniors. Was this their junior um? Trip I think or this their senior w- like they trip? would be because they told them they had to restart the year. So I think this would be their senior year. Starting. Yeah, they're okay. going into their senior year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So now that we have officially ended phase three, I think Meh. that they ended it well. Um, but we had previously ranked our MCU top 10 films. And even when we did it the first time, like we did not all agree, which is, you know, <laughs> variety is the spice of life. Um, but that said, where do you rate Spider-Man Far From Home in the list of MCU movies through phase three? And does it crack the top 10 for either one of you? Yes. For me, yes. Okay, so what does it replace? Um, so, I... so, so now give us your updated list. God. 10 to 1. Um, kind of put me on the spot here. Yep, that was the plan. I mean, does it have to go in particular order? Um, I mean, if you can do it in particular order, that'd be great. I mean, my number one, your top ten, number one stays Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, and I would put Endgame in my top ten now as well because I think Endgame was really because you did not have Endgame in your top ten originally. No, because Endgame wasn't out when we did it. Come out yet? Yeah, we talked about it in the previous. We didn't talk about it after Endgame. Okay. Okay. All right. So then, what are your top ten? Um, no particular order. No particular even though you told order. Us that Winter Soldier is your number. Yeah. One. I, well, I mean, top three: Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, and I m- might jump in with uh, still Avengers original, the original Avengers. Those are my top three. Mm. Yeah, I still disagree with you then. Okay. And then in my top five, I would still keep Black Panther, mm-hmm. and um, Endgame would be five. Mm. And then both Spider Mans, mm. um, Guardians one. Not a huge fan of Guardians Two. People, people don't. People love Guardians Two. I, I, love I like I love Guardians Two. I don't love it as much as I love the original. Okay. Um, that brings me up to what eight? I was not counting. We weren't counting. Yeah, counting. yeah, yeah. You count your, your ten. List. Just name them off. Name off your ten again. Just go one, two, three, four, five, and then, then you'll know where you're at. All right. Uh, well, then. Because numbers. Yeah. Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, two Avengers original, three, mm-hmm. um, Endgame, four, mm-hmm. Spider Man Far From Home, five, mm-hmm. Spider Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. six. Um, Guardians one, mm-hmm. seven, the original Ant Man, mm-hmm. eight. Um, 
what was the other? I'm trying to think of other things. You know, you came. didn't put Black Panther anywhere in your top five. Ah, uh, yeah, Black Panther's supposed to be four. So Black okay, Panther. Now, now you got to do it again. Well, no, that just just swap them around. So now it, I'm not doing this, but Black <laughs> Panther is still in my top ten. Um, and then my ten, mm. Civil War. Y'all know how I feel about Civil War, so whatever. All right, Manero, you're top 10. Civil War is a spectacle film, and fuck it's a Civil fantastic War. spectacle film. <laughs> and if you say fuck Civil War, that means you say fuck Captain America. And uh, Y'all know how I feel about Captain America. He's whatever, amazing. You're commie. Yeah, no, that's not how I <laughs> feel about He's fantastic. He ain't Anyways, my captain. Well, no, he is my captain, but still, <laughs> fuck Captain America. All right, go. Um, I mean, Winter Soldier, obviously. Oh, wait, are you doing yours in order, or are you no, just name? Okay, no, cool, cool, no. cool. Uh, Winter Soldier. Well, I mean, yes, because number one is always Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, number two, Black Panther, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, Endgame. Number four, Infinity War. Number five. You don't sound sure about your list. This is funny. Go ahead. Number five, because I want to put Captain Marvel in. Cause I really felt, yeah in I your felt, top ten. Oh, that's what I left out, yeah. Captain Marvel. See, you put us on <laughs> the spot. I didn't want to help you. <laughs> yeah, you put us on the spot. We're, none of us were ready for this. I helped you with Black Panther, but I was not helping you with um, Captain Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel's either number six or number five. Well, hold on a second. What? I purposely put him on the spot because he claims to be like the biggest fucking Captain Marvel mm-hmm. fan. So when he left, nowhere, so right? when he left her out, I was yep. gonna rag him for yep. it. Mm-hmm. You you played right into my trap, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so, doesn't matter. I know what I like. <laughs> so Captain Marvel um, is either five or six. Okay. Civil War, um, Guardians 2. Okay. Um, Into the Spider-Verse can't be part of it, Kenny. No, because no, it's, it's, it's not technically MCU. <sighs> That's fine. It's by itself. And like, if you want to rank Spider-Man movies, then yeah. No. Um, far from home. What's going to be my t- Civil War? And honorable mention is Ragnarok. This bitch. I think Ragnarok should be on everyone's top five. Yep. Okay. It's honorable All right. Mention. So, so I'm gonna give it should, my. It list deserves to be now. more than honorable mention. Yeah, because well, you fucking listen, suck, Manera. It's on your list, but Captain Marvel isn't. So what the fuck up? Because I forgot it. Yeah, you forgot your supposed bay. Yeah, she was in Endgame, so it still counts. Boom. No, that's not how that works. She that, saved the that's day. That's not how it works. It right? is how it works. She hates you now. No nope. luck. I talked to Brie Larson. She's she was like, "We're cool. <laughs> it's fine." Yep. All right, so my list. She was list, like, you watched Unicorn Store. We're cool. So oh good. God. We didn't even talk about that. So good. Made me feel all the feels. I cried on my sofa all, the whole movie. Anyway. Sorry. It was good. If you if you need to watch it, go Winter watch Soldier. It. Uh-huh. Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Black Panther. Those are my top three. Okay. Wakanda Forever. Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. Followed by Iron Man. Spider-Man Far From Home, because I actually do like Spider-Man Far From Home better than Homecoming, although I really mm-hmm. did like Homecoming too. All right, so that's five. Um, Endgame is my number six. Actually, Endgame and Spider-Man, ooh, mm-hmm. that's kind of almost a tie for five, so that would be my five, six. 
Um, That's why I don't like ranking things in order. I feel like it, it kind of yeah, diminishes yeah, yeah. the value. I, I, think, I think like the top three I can easily with without yeah. issue. Top three, yeah. If you can say what are your top three, I can say my top three off the top of my head any day of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guardians 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. I was waiting for you to uh, not you say know, it. You know, because Doctor Strange, y'all already know. We're, we, yeah, I'm not you fucking plebeians. I, I make sure to acknowledge Catherine my favorite. Catherine is always number one for me. Well, then you always. could have said Physician Strange. Burp, burp, burp. He's still salty. He forgot his bag. He is. He is. Um, and then I think that rounding out, geez, rounding out the, the 10 for me, I have Ragnarok. I actually, oh, this is hard. I I guess my number 10 would be Avengers, the original. Yeah, and that's it. I'm I'm happy with that list. I mean, but I also remembered my favorite character. Sure did. So did I. Unlike unlike some of us that, you know, claim to. I remembered my favorite character because I talked about both Spider-Man movies. Oh, 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 wait, oh, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. So we just had a little spicy change here because oh. when, when Captain Marvel came out, wasn't he the same one? I mean, we can go back to the recordings that was giving us all types of shit about how he's like the biggest Captain Marvel fan and that's his bay and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I'm also the biggest Captain, I mean, the biggest Spider-Man fan. You can't be the biggest fan of both of them. I can be whatever I want. Okay, Let's, so well, don't don't do that because I got a couple of people back here that are. Like, I was like, just remember that he said that for when Disney actually finally brings my folks in, mm-hmm. and all of it comes out. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to hear no shit from him. Like, burr, 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 you said Doctor Strange, and then I'm going to tell him to go fuck himself. Well, like I said, I can be whatever I want. That is my my objective as a human. You can't tell me that I have to like something more than something else. You know, sometimes being related to you is so exhausting. Blah, blah, blah. Ugh. You forgot something. There's only 23 <laughs> movies in the MCU. How did you forget one? You also forgot to suck a bag of baby dicks. Um, I anyway. did not. It was on my agenda. <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it. All right, y'all, because we're about to go off the rails here. Um, so You're off the rails. <laughs> fuck you. Come on. All right. So clearly we love Spider-Man. Yes. Um, and we think that you will, too. I mean, honestly, I, I can't see, you know, unless you're like my friend who I'm not naming on purpose because, you know, I don't want to call him out like that. But, uh, you know, unless you really, really, really have an issue with the fact that they didn't, like, choose a major villain. I can't see any other reason that anyone would watch this movie and be like, it wasn't good. I mean, even, also, even stick then, around. they're gonna. Yeah, I was like, right. even then, the the calling Mysterio not a major villain is a disservice to Mysterio because Mysterio has yeah. been around for Fair. decades. Fair. Just that because means- just because you know Green Goblin or you know Venom yeah. or you know Carnage, like yeah, those are the biggest impactful villains, yeah. like in pop culture sense. But that definitely takes away I mean, from I feel, the impact I feel like of Mysterio. It's, it's like just kind of switching. Um, switching companies for a second it's like when people try to like discredit certain batman villains mm-hmm. and act like the only villain he can ever ever deal with yeah he is can only the fight joker. the joker like get the fuck out of here There's why can't so i get a movie villains. where batman fights the condiment king <laughs> wow that would be fucking amazing yeah all right anywho so that's it we love spider-man we think you will go too. see it go, yes, see, go it. see it spend that money also stay for the two post-credit scenes yes. yeah and we're still a little shy so if you haven't gone to see endgame again yet like go do it yeah just an aside. Just to beat Avatar. Because fuck Avatar. Um, and with that said, now it's time for Manira's Grab Bag. Yeah. 
guess what, guys? We've got a grab bag. We've got Yay! a grab bag. Congratulations for listening, guys. This one comes from um, our friend, the official KB, who left us something before. So thank what you up, so much KB? for leaving us something again. Um, their question is, what 70s or 80s do you think Hollywood will remake soon? Their pick is Gremlins. And they were right because... Gremlins has a show Gremlins coming has out. has a show coming out. Um, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. How the fuck did I miss that? It was announced the other day. It was like literally this week. Yep. Gremlins, Gremlins, or are they going to do the Gremlins. cute little Mogwai? It's supposed to be a prequel to Gremlins. So yep. it, you'll, you'll, I don't know if you'll have Gizmo, but yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that one. I'll digest. But I'll let you guys go first because I don't, I don't know. What, what would you want remade, Eric? I don't want anything remade. <laughs> really? Um, I, being a victim of remakes, I've seen yeah. a lot that are god awful. But at the same time, remaking can be good if done right. Like, look mm-hmm. at John Carpenter's The Thing. The John Carpenter's The Thing is a remake of The Thing from Another World from the 30s, I believe. It's way better of a movie. Yeah. I mean, look at but, the new Child's Play. Yeah, I say, but then again, they remade John Carpenter. Well, they remade The Thing, which was a direct sequel to John Carpenter's The Thing in 2014, and it was fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, but, but I also have said for the longest time that I've been waiting for them to remake Soylent Green with Samuel L. Jackson mm-hmm. so that he can yell Soylent Green as motherfucking people. <laughs> they haven't done that yet. Um, Did you tweet I'm, it at him? You should no. tweet it at him from our account. I don't tweet very often. But well, I'm giving I, you license to now. I don't I don't want it remade. Oh, okay. Soylent Green <laughs> is a great movie, but I yeah. feel like, uh, like it's just something that hasn't been remade yet that will eventually be remade. Well, I would like... Um, Troop Beverly Hills to be remade. Yeah. <laughs> First, I, sorry. No, no. I I'm say sorry. That that's so <laughs> random. I listen. It's I a really, really cute movie. I want to see it. I want it to be cleaned up with all the. That just had an anniversary. It, I think it did, it, yeah. and that's when it got me thinking that we. I feel like we could do that a little bit better. Um, we could have it more diverse, and I just want to see it. So I saw that movie a lot as a kid because our mom made us watch it. it, and now I hate it. Who Who made you see it? My mom. Oh. A lot. It's that. one of those things where, like, I also hate Grease now because yes. I watched yeah. it a yes. jillion times. I love Grease and the Wizard of Oz and the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, love the Wizard of and Oz. the Oz and Oz or the Wiz. Not you, you Oz. mean the prison <laughs> show? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I sorry. I had to, I had to, I had to reach it. Mom was not watching Oz. I, I wish say, she would I, have. I, I no, don't I remember meant our the mother Wiz. watching Oz a lot. <laughs> no, it was the Wiz. The Wiz. My bad. I, <laughs> I do remember her coming out and yelling things that Adabisi would say, but. <laughs> I didn't think she was that big of a fan. But it wasn't because she was watching I the figured show. she was more a Wire fan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, that's what man. I was like. So. Uh, um, so I'm kind of torn here because for the most part, I agree with Eric. There's nothing that jumps out that I'm like, yeah, 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 I want this remade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there have been a couple of successful remakes lately. Like I do like the new Child's Play mm-hmm. as a remake reboot. Um, I also reimagining, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. I also really, really enjoyed um, the Suspiria remake that mm-hmm. was done with Tilda Swinton because yeah, she's that's amazing. very weird, and it's one of those love it or hate it movies. Yeah. But like, you can't fault it for being original. Mm. Yeah, it, that was really good. But I think that it's hard to remake something and capture the essence of the original version mm-hmm. and still like upgrade it in a way that's meaningful. Especially without being too on the nose. Like, yeah. hey guys, this is a remake. We right. cast this guy as a different role, but he was in the original. Remember this guy? Right. Hey, remember that thing from that thing? Remember right. this? 
that's kind of what I, I, I don't like when yeah, they remake. Yeah, and, and then the other thing, too, is that a lot of the stuff that was done back in, especially in the 70s and 80s, had a lot of really problematic fucking things going on. Yeah. And so if you remake them now, do you honor the original and leave them problematic, or do you try to fix things? And in fixing those things, does that take something away from the movie? It, it goes back to what I said about Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you, you could remake Revenge of the Nerds now, but you You'd would have, have to, to clean do it a up. lot yeah. of cleaning There'd up. have to be a lot to do. All that said, though, if I had to name one movie that I, I think could be enjoyable if it were redone, Warriors. Like, take Warriors and do it, like, now with, like, modern day gangs. That could be pretty interesting. That could be a little problematic, too, because some yeah, of those some of those gangs true. were very were stereotypical. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess I don't have anything solid. I would say anything that was um, special effects heavy back in the day, those would probably be the only things that I would be kind of okay with redoing simply because the technology is better now. It, it depends, though, because like, look at RoboCop. RoboCop came out in 1987 and was remade in 2014, and 1987 RoboCop still works better than 2014. Yeah, but then look at Judge Dredd. Judd, well, Drudge Dredd or Dredd? Because you have the 95 version with Sylvester Stallone, which is god-awful. Right. And then you have the 2012 version with Carl Urban, which is amazing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they took- And was made for way less money. Right. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, they took that original Sylvester Stallone mess- yeah, and they redid it, and I love the new one. It's, yeah, the new it's one is amazing, much and unfortunately, it made next to no money in the theater, yeah. so we might, we might never get a sequel. But that deserved a sequel, not the hundred million dollar garbage pile that was the Sylvester Stallone version. Right. So, so I mean, I think that in instances like that, it could work. Yeah. There's just nothing that's well, jumping mean, out for me. Like, yeah, we need to do this one in remake news. Well, technically, a sequel. Um, Neil Bloomkamp, who did District Nine, and. Um, and Chappie. And Chappie, and, yeah, say. He is doing a sequel to RoboCop, the original RoboCop, and he has already said that he will use the original suit. I mean, that's that's cool, but I'm kind of over it. I, like would take, I would take a RoboCop from him. And especially, nah. you know, RoboCop, the original, Peter Weller, there's nothing, not enough that I can say about Peter Weller's performance as RoboCop, because when you look at the new one, he moves too normally. He moves yeah. like a human. Yeah. RoboCop, watch RoboCop again. Look at the way he walks. Oh, I love the original RoboCop. I when, think it's amazing. When Peter Weller walks into a room, his hips move before his torso does. Yeah. He it's did, very robotic the way he, he does He did an it. amazing job. I think that for me, though, that the sequels kind of just RoboCop 3 me, and so RoboCop the show kind of, yeah. They were RoboCop shit. 2 is great. It's not as good a movie, but it is laughably bad. Whereas RoboCop 3 is just awful. They gave RoboCop a uh, child sidekick and made it PG-13. Ugh. And they yeah, also had so, Japanese cyborgs. Yeah, that that's it. I mean, I just I I would like for Hollywood to just be original and come up with some new shit, and let's just leave the classics alone and and love them for what they were. Yeah, come up with new shit, but also support new shit. Like, don't be upset when they remake something that was iconic, because you're not supporting the original shit that they put out. Well, that's if, fair too. If they come out with a, a fantastic movie and you didn't go see it, then you can't be mad yeah. when they remake something that came out 40 years ago, and you're like, "Oh, why are they remaking this?" Because you didn't go money, see, obviously. yeah, you didn't go see the original shit that came out. Right. Wait, can I can I ask for something from the early 2000s to be remade? Sure. sure. I, mean, I mean, they're doing it already. Them, right. can, can I get another Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone with with better? Uh, Never mind. Okay, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. Do we have any other grab bags? Um, nope. <laughs> Yay. Well, Kevin, 
I think is who sent that one. KB, sorry, that's my boy. I'm going to call him out by name. All right. Well, I guess that's what we're doing. Well, I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't have, but I did. So right. I said what I said. All right. It All right. still counts. He, sent, he followed yeah. the rules. He sent it in an yes. Instagram he post. He did. So. And it we was appreciate amazing. It. Yep. He, he is one of one of our closest friends who did exactly what we were bitching about. He asked a which question. Was you got ask, an answer. Ask a question after like having a conversation. So I Your appreciate him. seems very pointed and not at me. No. But at others. No. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, not at all. I'm just saying thank you, Kevin yes, thank KB, you. for doing it the right way. We yes. appreciate it. Thank and hopefully you. you are stellar examples for others to follow. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, pointed tone. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so with that, that is it, folks. Um, we want to thank everyone for listening. As always, if you like this episode, please rate us, drop a review, and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends and all that good stuff. Oh, also, if you're listening next weekend, we will be at BlurredCon Friday and Saturday. Yes, we will. No, we're not hosting no damn uh, sessions. We're not that that fancy yet, but we will be there. So look for us. We're just walking around enjoying and taking in all the Yes, uh, yes. Come hang out with us. And bothering people with their cosplay. Like, you're amazing. Respectfully Uh bothering people with their cosplay. Absolutely. And, And just hopefully getting to meet more people like us like that's the biggest thing so if you don't have shit to do next weekend it's friday saturday and sunday we'll be there at least friday and saturday maybe sunday too and the panels look amazing the panels look awesome there's a lot of really good ones and there there's a lot of things that we we want to check out just just based on the title of the panel yes Yes, and if you if you happen to be a person of color and you feel like your local cons are a bit too uh beige or vanilla (laughs) you know and i don't mean that just in the sense of skin tone i mean you know they're, they're talking about, well, my favorite term, WPS, white people shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is definitely more Come and support you. a newer con that is run by people of color. Also, um, make sure you do come out because we're always talking about Third Eye as one of our favorite comic book shops and found out yesterday that uh, one of the young ladies that works at Third Eye is actually hosting mm-hmm. the Nerdlesque burlesque show um and so obviously we want to support we recommend that if you're in the dc area and you can come out and support do so you said it was 25 dollars, right uh yeah for just the burlesque yeah for the burlesque burlesque show and the weekend passes are only 55 bucks yep that's all three days hell of hell affordable and on top of that like they're having 24-hour anime sessions 24-hour game rooms 24-hour arcade rooms. They're having a bunch of um, different tournaments. They're having like a Smash tournament. Yep. They're having a Tekken tournaint. Like Estelle the, will be there. Yeah, yeah. Estelle. Estelle and Rachel True. Yeah, the yeah. It's it's yes. gonna be and the pretty the panels dope. the panel schedule is lined up. Like there's never a if you have ten minutes to do something besides going to a panel, then you obviously didn't plan your day out very well. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we'll make sure that we link um, in the notes for this episode um, a link to. The um the blurredcon.com site yes. um, yep. where you can buy tickets and stuff. But like I said, we're going to be there. Starts this Friday the twelfth. Yep, July. this yes. Friday at, uh, at noon. Some, some of, of us, us are going to yep. be some <laughs> of us are going to be sick <coughs> on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll know where to find us. Where that's where we'll be healing. Mm-hmm. So yep. come and check it out and check us out. Um, and then as always, like you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram for updates, episode drops. Like I said, we'll make sure to put the links for what. Um, for BlurCon and some of the things we've discussed in the notes and online. Um, Our handle on both is ConcentratedPod. And you can also um, go to our website, www.concentratedpodcast.com for various ways to listen to the show. And if you don't want to do any of that because fuck technology, you can always also send us an email at concentratedpodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for this week, guys. Bye.
Later. Hope we see you at BlurredCon. Bye, yep. guys.